Welcome back, bass players and musicians of the world at large. I'm Wyatt Walker Ware, and you're listening to episode nine of the Better Bass Podcast. You know, I've been thinking about a little bit of housekeeping. I've been thinking about uh, getting some consistent intro music for the podcast and getting something really on brand. Up until this point, I've been just kind of playing off the dome stuff that comes to mind. Maybe it's chord melody clips that I've worked out or whatever, snippets of songs. Maybe I'm just improvising like I was at the beginning of this. But I want to get something a little more consistent together, so I wanted to request everybody listening to the podcast, head over to betterbass.substack.com, leave a comment on this episode, which episode of the podcast so far had your favorite intro music? If there's one that you uh, find particularly memorable, or outro music too, I've been doing the same thing with the podcast outros. So yeah, if you've got any thoughts on that, head on over to the Substack, love to hear it. I'd like to get, uh, maybe I maybe I record it, maybe I just record it and have it established and drop it in at the beginning, but also maybe I do play it live every time, because this podcast for me is, of course it's about getting my thoughts out into the world and sharing it with you all, and it's it's an honor to do that. Se- its secondary purpose for me is documenting my own process and documenting my own thoughts, where I'm at playing the bass, how I'm thinking in the practice room, how I'm actually practicing, and just just having it having an archive that I can go back and listen to a year from now and say, oh, well, here's where I was in uh, in December of 2022. Check that out. Look how far I've come. Or maybe, God forbid, a year from now, oh no, look how far I haven't come. Look how much I've stagnated. Also a possibility, but I think with some uh, with some focus and intent, we can avoid that outcome. And yeah, I might I might keep playing that intro music live every time because I want to keep this as honest as possible. I'm doing really minimal editing on this podcast. I'm not doing a ton of start and stopping, a ton of cuts or snipping. I'm not really rearranging. I'm kind of just rambling into the mic for for 15, 20 minutes and uh, putting the putting it together at the end and seeing how it comes out because I just want to keep it really, really authentic. I've been keeping it really raw with the production. I'm not using any effects or anything on my bass. The sound of my the, my bass that you're hearing is just the sound of the amp in the room and the bass itself right next to my vocal mic with a little bit of reinforcement from a close mic on my cabinet but i want to keep it really raw i want to keep it kind of keep it kind of lo-fi and keep it honest cuz we're talking about practice here we're talking about process and i'm leaving my imperfections in because imperfection is okay mistakes are okay mistakes are going to happen and we're going to learn from them and we're going to keep improving so getting into the meat of the episode, today talking about constructing a practice routine and how I build a practice routine from the second I sit down with my bass and play my first notes that I've played all day to when I decide to put it away. And sometimes that's not my decision, that's that's something else's on the schedule. But I don't really know of a better way to talk about this than to just kind of go through my personal process and share what this looks like for me because... It's a very personal thing. I do think there are some kind of some myths and some misconceptions that are shoved in our faces about how to practice and how to build a routine like this. But I wanted to just 
come at it from my own perspective. I wanted to come at it from a personal perspective and maybe uh, maybe get some in, maybe share some insights, maybe share some things that you haven't thought about before that you could apply in your own process. So yeah, I'll just jump right into it. First thing I do when I sit down with the bass is I try to just play something simple. I try to play something simple and familiar. Maybe it's just a... an arpeggio, a scale, a melody that I know really well. Something relatively simple that still presents a few technical difficulties here or there, or maybe just expressive difficulties, that I can kind of get a gauge on where I'm at how my hands feel, how things sound, if I'm getting, if there are accuracy issues, if I'm missing frets, if there are extraneous noises happening, if I'm feeling issues with time, if I'm really trying to play something in time to start with, which I usually don't. I kind of go, go rubato from the beginning. But I try to just get a gauge on within the first 60 seconds of picking up my bass, okay, these are the things that I'm going to need to work on today. This is what feels weak today. And this morning, I got a really, really high-quality practice routine in today, about three and a half hours. I started this morning feeling really, really bad. I overplayed last night. I kind of beat up my hands. I was feeling really, really stiff today. And where I started, I could barely get through, uh, I could barely get through like a... Just like a major scale and thirds cleanly was giving me tons and tons and tons of trouble this morning. And I managed to kind of narrow it down to a couple things. My right hand on the whole was really stiff. It wasn't quite moving up and down the strings the way that I wanted it to. And my string crossings were really off. My string crossings, string skips, stuff like that. I was missing things on string crosses. The other thing was my ring finger on my left hand, on my fretting hand, felt really, really weak and really inaccurate. So that's where I started. I started with, uh, uh, what exactly did I do? I might not remember, but I, it was something like a, just a two octave minor triad arpeggio. I'm, I'm fingering this one, four, three, one, four, three on the left hand, using that ring finger, getting that ring finger working on the string crosses, getting my arm weight into it. And I really did start at about this tempo, probably even slower than this, actually. And just descending by half steps doing this took me about, you know, sitting here with a metronome playing like this took me about 20, 25 minutes just to get to the point where I was... feeling more fluid with it at a better tempo. And at that point, okay, ring finger feels a lot more solid. Accuracy on the left hand feels solid. String crossings on the right hand are starting to happen, but some of the skips still feel bad. I tried to play a groove. I tried to play a song. So what I settled on was, what I settled on practicing for the, the second part of my maintenance today was... Uh, major scales and sixths. 
with all the notes doubled, obviously, just playing each note twice. Really good string skips in here. Really good exercise for the left hand. Talking and playing this at the same time is really difficult. And again, work that up to tempo slowly, just 5 BPM at a time. Do it in all 12 keys, then turn the metronome up 5 BPM, then get to the point of... And so on. Working that up really got me to a point where I felt really loose in my hands, really accurate, really able to execute anything that I wanted to. And that's really... In the maintenance part, in the, the very repetitive, the patternistic part, the technical part of my practice routine, my goal is to get my brain connected with my fingers, and my goal is to get my ears connected with my fingers as much as possible. I don't want to have to, uh, I don't want to have to stop in the middle of practicing an improvised solo to, to work something out on a technical level that I tried to play. I still do that. I still have to do that from time to time. Of course, I'm going to be I'm going to be practicing improvising over a set of chord changes or whatever. I'm going to be practicing playing along to a song and something is just not going to come out technically and I stop myself. I say, "Okay, nope, got to work this up." Then I make a pattern out of it. I make a pattern out of whatever thing I was trying to play. I practice it repetitively, usually with a metronome. Then I go back, try to execute it again in context. If I do well, I move on and I keep working on actual music. And what I'm always doing in my practice routine and as I construct a practice routine on the fly like this is I'm always evaluating. I'm always listening to myself. Oftentimes I'll record and listen immediately after. I'm always trying to figure out where I'm at. I'm always trying to put a gauge on, do I need to do more maintenance? Do I need to do more repetition and more technical practice? Or can I focus on creativity here? Can I focus on the musical aspect? What I absolutely don't do that I see kind of prescribed a lot. It, it seemed to be, it was really, really trendy on the, the internet drumming community for a while, but I've seen it from bass players also. What I don't do is prescribe myself, okay, every day I'm going to play these scale exercises for 30 minutes, or I'm going to work out of this book for 30 minutes, and then I'm going to move on to, uh, I'm going to move on to this other book for 30 minutes, and I'm going to work on rhythms, and I'm going to do this, this, and this, and play it at these metronome markings. I really dislike going in with a, a preconceived maintenance routine like that because what I need on a day-to-day -day basis is not that consistent. What my hands need to feel right from one day to the next, from one practice routine to the next, is not always going to be the same. If I don't pick up the bass for three days, and then I pick it up for the first time on day four, I'm not going to feel nearly as fluid as I am if I just played a really good gig the night before, and my chops feel really good, and I'm picking up the bass the next morning, and I'm already feeling great. Sometimes my maintenance takes me my entire practice routine. If I've got, you know, if I've got an hour in a day, sometimes that'll be just all scales and arpeggio work and repetitive stuff and patterns and technique. Sometimes it'll be all that. If I'm not feeling good at the beginning, it'll take me that much time to get just loosened up to a passable level. And I accept that, okay, 
I'm not really going to get anything musically productive done here because I'm not going to feel expressive. I'm not going to have my brain connected to my fingers the way that I want it to. So I'm just going to focus on the technical aspect and the physical aspect. Conversely, there are days where I sit down and I just feel really good right away and everything's really accurate, everything's flowing, everything's coming out really well, and I can kind of maybe play a couple scales and get a gauge of where I'm at, play a couple arpeggio patterns, and then jump right into music, jump right into whatever I'm working on, learning songs for my next gig, transcribing, etc. What I do find really important in my practice routine is consistency on a day-by-day basis of working on the same things across multiple practice sessions and across multiple days. That could be a specific pattern, that could be a song, that could be a scale, whatever it happens to be. But music is about internalization, and the goal of our practice is to internalize the music that we're working on, get it under our fingers, get it in our ears, get it to become part of us. And I don't really find that ever happens in a single practice session for me. Whether I spend five minutes on something or an hour and a half working on the same idea... I don't find that I come back to it the next day and it's just as fluid as it was the day before. Depending on what it is, of course, depending on what the musical idea is, it takes 3, 6, 10, 30 practice sessions for something to really, really internalize and become a deeply integrated part of my playing. That said, it's very possible to practice something to the point that it outlives its usefulness. It's very, very possible to take an idea and do it the same way every day over and over and over and over and do this for a month and by week two you're not getting any better at it because you've just kind of built a mental block, built a mental wall around it. So I like to bridge the gap there by creating variations. If I've been playing a certain exercise in eighth notes with the metronome, maybe I try feeling it in triplets. If I've been playing something with a, with an ascending arpeggio first and a descending arpeggio second, like uh, if I've been playing, uh, let's say... If I've been playing that for a while, maybe I start at the top. And the idea is you want to ride the line of familiarity and having something already under your fingers that's familiar enough to you that you can execute it versus keeping your brain a little bit confused, keeping your mind and your hands engaged, keeping your body guessing a little bit so that you can continue to push yourself. So that's kind of a a cursory front-to-back rundown of how I approach practice, how I approach my practice routine. This is all the time I've got to record the podcast today. I've got to get going, got to get to a gig that I'm playing tonight. But I really hope you've enjoyed. I really hope you're enjoying the show so far. How do you approach practice? I'd love to hear uh, any insights I've got from my audience in the comments on this episode. Betterbase.substack.com, that's the home of the podcast. And if you're listening on Spotify or you're listening on Apple or anywhere you love to consume your podcast, then be sure to leave the show a rating. Leave me some stars. It really helps to grow this thing. really helps me to keep creating this and putting it out into the world for you.
Till next time, let's all be better bass players together, and I will see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.